0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order, additional terms apply.
1: Welcome back to the Final Inspection Show, brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove, Wisconsin, along with our friends at the Milwaukee Area and Napa Auto Care Centers. In just a moment, we'll be talking with Tony DeZino from NBC Sports, as the IndyCar Series is opening up their season in St. Petersburg. This weekend, of course, practice was yesterday. Practice was yesterday, and uh, a couple surprises. Uh, that the Scott Dixon, who switched over to Honda this year, is first, and uh, James Hinchcliffe was second so far in practice. Alexander Rossi, last year's Indy 500 winner, is uh, his third quick. Max Chilton was fourth, and Sebastian Bourdais, who went over to the Dale Coyne Racing, was fifth, and he's been strong uh, in both uh, practices so far. And we're just dialing up Tony DeZena now, who was just in a media con- uh, press conference just before, and uh, one of the things uh, that's coming out of the, um, of the weekend so far in St. Pete is how the, the st- stability of the, uh, IndyCar series as we, uh, bring, uh, Tony in now. Tony, welcome to the final inspection show. Hello guys. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I was just talking about, uh, how Scott Dixon was uh, fastest in uh, practice number three and, uh, some of the younger guys, uh, Alexander Rossi and Max Chilton was up there too, as well as uh, Sebastian Bourdais who's, who's been quick all week so far with, uh, deal coin racing but uh, i just wanted to kind of bring up a couple of things that i i think if there's one word that you can that's kind of been resonating through the whole weekend in the indycar paddock is a is, uh, stability isn't it
2: it really is and i actually just got out of an interview like no no more than 10 minutes ago with roger penske and the amount of stability we had the uh Four major partners get confirmed yesterday, Chevrolet, Honda, Dallara, Firestone, all with multi-year extensions. And while the year wasn't listed, some of the ones that have already been announced for 2020. Um, so it's at least three, possibly more than that, once we kind of look at it. It's really the sense that there's a longer direction than what we've had for for a while.
1: Yeah, it certainly is. And, of course, you had a New York Times article that came out and, and basically saying, you know, hey, things are Kind of looking pretty good for for IndyCar. We're seeing uh, reductions, or in in several other series, and, and but IndyCar, the future looks pretty bright, doesn't it? At this point, I think
2: so. I mean, we're all kind of waiting to see what the new twenty eighteen car looks like, and in, in the formal unveil, I guess you could say, of that, in renderings and what have you, is going to come in the next few weeks. But there's a sense that there's more here than what there has been in, in the past. where we're not. saying, okay, who's running the series anymore? Where are the sponsors at? Where are the manufacturers at? I mean, we all want the third manufacturer. Everybody wants it. It's just a question of, from a timing standpoint, we're already in March of 2017, so you have to get something track-tested, built, and going. I mean, 18, that makes it a stretch. So kind of 19 is kind of already starting to be the next logical time frame for that. But, uh, yeah, it's a good vibe in the paddock. It's, It's hectic. I mean, there's a lot of people here, and it's interesting. You know, of course, NASCAR had the Wall Street Journal article a couple weeks ago going to the Atena 500 now IndyCar gets the New York Times article and it's all of a sudden this okay there's national buzz which is a, a rare thing but a good one.
1: It is because it seems like for you know last 10 years or so you know it was it was what one step forward two steps back you know we had reunification and then there was to be a setback and then you know we had you know young drivers coming in the league and new, new tracks coming in and then there would be a setback and this time there's a build in the last year or two there's been uh kind of everything's like hey this it's finally working out isn't it
2: there's stability and i going back to the top the top of the interview where we just said that um all the races are locked in through 2018 i'd expect the schedule to be you know may maybe at the earliest if not by by june in the summer it feels really good i mean it's a uh, I've been covering IndyCar. You know, I've been a fan for 20 years. I've covered it for 10, uh, 6 full-time, the last few since 2011, 2012. And it's, I, I can't remember a year where there's been less turmoil or controversy going into the year. Now, of course, some will say that, oh, you need controversy to help stir ratings, get more people talking. But mm-hmm. who knows? Maybe we'll have that on track. And, and that's kind of the, un, the great unknown, especially because Honda's been – Way better than pretty much everyone's expected this weekend, and that's not something we have had pre-written into the script. You know, it's like you write tens of thousands of words, and all of a sudden, if you don't see it, then you're like, oh, okay, this <laughs> is this is what we had in mind.
1: Yeah, a couple surprises. Um, I guess the, the quickness, Marco, uh, Markle Andretti, who's been teamed up with uh Brian Hurd as his, as his race strategist, was I, I think is a big plus for Marco. He's been quick, and then. Unfortunately, he had an incident with his teammate, Takuma Sato, in the first practice where uh, he had a pretty heavy shunt in, with, in his first drive for Andretti Autosport.
2: Yeah, Sato's had a rough go of it. Um, the test, he had a test accident in Phoenix a few weeks ago with that. Lost the back end. He was on a qualifying sim. And then yesterday in first, uh, sorry, second practice, he, his rear brakes locked up as he went into the corner. Brake temperature, brake wear. And break uh, fade potentially has been a big talking point in the paddock this weekend. Uh, and for Sado, unfortunately unfortunately, it, it looked like a mechanical issue. It didn't look like a normal type incident. He went off, he hit the wall, drivers left, and unfortunately, where he hit was just past the tire barrier. So it's like you know what would have been a small hit was made a bit worse. But crew got the car fixed. He was back out this morning, although wasn't particularly quick. I didn't see where he where he landed. But uh, yeah, it's it an unfortunate start for him. But I like where Andretti's at. Uh, they made some big competition enhancements. They added Eric Bretzman, their new overall technical director, and you mentioned the Herda thing. I mean Herda's known Marco since sort of like, you know, ten or something. So, you know, him and him and his dad race together and I think Brian has a way to bring a lot out of drivers and that's kind of where he's at now and hopefully what he can do for Marco because I think I think the series is better when you have an Andretti and a Ray Hall up there. We've all kind of been looking for it. It's just a question of when does it happen?
1: Exactly. And then um, I mean should we be surprised? But I, I I guess in the end we shouldn't, even though he hasn't won. It's one of the few places he hasn't won at, and that's Scott Dixon. And it looks, uh, with the blue GE car, you know, it, it's a total 180th from what we saw in uh, Phoenix with the plain white car, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, and it's just for this race only at the moment. They still
2: haven't formalized the, the partner plan beyond this. um It's different times, but this has always been a bogey track for Dixon. You know, he's never won here, and there's always kind of the concern that hey, if he starts strong, look out. You know, it's when he finally broke his duck at Long Beach a couple of years ago, and he won the championship that year. It's not, it's not an immediate harbinger, but it's certainly better than starting you know 16th or something, and you got to make up points. And you saw what happened to Will Power last year, it took him. Whole season to make up the distance, and so uh, that's the value of a good start. And something that if Scott Dixon gets it here, I think the field should be very afraid the rest of the way.
1: I think so. And then uh, some sad news in World of Motorsports. I'm just wondering what kind of feedback you've gotten down in the paddock down there, of course, is the loss of John Surtees, who passed away yesterday at the age of 83 the only uh, world champion on two wheels and four wheels and won the formula one championship in 1964 with ferrari and was a uh had a quite a few races over here was a 1966 can-am champion also uh have you heard anything about john Surtees or any feedback from any of the the drivers i saw a number of
2: tweets yesterday on social media i think part of the challenge of this weekend at St. Peter's is there's just so much going on. There's IndyCar, there's six road Indy races. There's probably world challenge. And, you know, I don't think drivers are really in the mindset to be thinking about mm-hmm. a loss. That being said, somebody of Sir T's stature, you know, I think we toss the word legend around a little too easily these days. And, and, for what he accomplished, uh really his grace too, and, and what happened to Henry Surtees, his son, when he had a, a very freak accident that, that killed him when a, a wheel came detached and hit it off his helmet. Uh, the way he kind of maintained and fundraised and, and kept the spirit a lot with the foundation, he did a lot. And uh, I think it's, I think that'll probably be felt more once the F1 season gets going here in Melbourne mm-hmm. in a couple of weeks. But I did see like Jensen Button and a couple others from the sports car world and. Maybe an IndyCar driver too. I'm sure. I'm sure they posted about it. It's just it, I haven't seen it.
1: Yeah, and then uh, of course you mentioned the Pirelli World Challenge and uh, kind of a rough go yesterday for uh, our guest that we had on last week, Ryan Eversley, who had an incident and kind of a surprise. T- tell me who this new guy from Italy is.
2: Yeah, two surprises because we don't usually hear of Ryan crashing. He's very. He's usually a clean driver. I mean, I, I can only recall two other incidents in the time I've been covering him. So that was a surprise. Although the team got the car built, and then the kid that was on the pole for the first GT race this morning—literally, no one in the sports car heard of him. Uh, I mean, Calvin Fish is a respected broadcaster. He's done a great—you know—he'd never heard of him. My colleague, you know, once and former John degeese had never heard of him. We're all just sitting there. It's like is this the Stig's Italian cousin or something. Uh, it shows because it's a kid that's never raced on a street course or rarely. You know, we. He's in a yellow Ferrari, and he gets the pole, and he's actually misclassified. He should have been classified in the, the pro class. He was classified in the A class because they thought he was not, uh, you know, they didn't think he was a scratch driver or something. They didn't realize he was good. Um, he got a little bit freight trained today toward the end of the race, but uh, definitely made an impression, and, uh, you know, that series is underway. They've had that race, and their second race happens after the IndyCar race uh, tomorrow afternoon.
1: All right, Tony. Can you? Uh, we're 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 going to take a quick break. Can you hold on now uh, over the break? Yep. All right. Talking uh, Tony DeZino, of course of NBC Sports. Uh, you can check out his stuff on the Motorsports tab from NBCSports.com. And we'll take a quick break, and we'll be right back to talk more IndyCar and the Final Inspection Show on the Fan.
0: Okay. Picture this: It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.